three, two, one. Welcome to the Texans Take. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy, hey. I guess you can you can hear us pretty well. We got uh, my brother Shay, my brother Tristan, uh-huh. uh, who both have said they're gonna they're gonna sit idle and and say very little, but hopefully they'll chime in here. So, if they um, if they start uh, talking, does that mean we get to call them false idols? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> wasn't actually that funny. funny sure so anyway well where were we uh we're Ooh. now in um chapter 30 uh, uh 27 verse 30 so just to backtrack a little bit and tell everybody what's going on so i am at ground zero in Asheville, north carolina where brig and i normally um start our podcast and send out our podcast from uh but brig is in where are you brig yeah iola texas he's in iola texas uh with family um and we didn't want to stop the podcast since, since we only did one last week we'd like to do two this week um and so brig is calling in and so we have the uh well, Ex- I've, I've now joined the call-in list for my own podcast. That's right. You've joined the call-in <laughs> list for your own podcast. Podcast. Oh, and I guess technically we have Shay and Tristan calling in, don't we? This is true. They're they're both they're both here. They're both calling in under your own, you know, under your service, but uh, they're calling in nonetheless. So, um, well. Let's see. Tell you what. Um, do you mind if I, uh, uh, I guess, uh, ask Shay if he will be a false idol and read for us? <laughs> now you really put him on the spot. Yeah, I did. If you don't want to, that's fine. I'll read. Um, but... Um, uh, y'all, if you haven't heard Shay sing, he sings very well. Uh, he and Briggs sound fantastic together. Um, but uh, I don't know if he... I'm sure that his reading voice is entertaining also. So, anyway, that's... that's... <laughs> He's warming up. Give us five seconds. Okay, five seconds. All right, we'll give him five seconds. Starting until we basically... So what we normally do is we, we read from, you know... We're starting in verse 30, so we read... And when we find something interesting that, you know, is notable to talk about, we stop and talk about it and then continue reading. Yeah, so... so if you it'll be like one verse and we find something to stop and talk about. Yeah. <laughs> he said you made him a liar, so... <laughs> uh, you can get him back, I'm sure, somehow. Yeah, you'll, you'll get me back, don't worry. I'm sure right, there's... So are we ready? Anyway. We are ready. Yeah, right. yeah, whenever. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made a savory meat and brought it unto his father. And he said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat on his son's venison, that the soul may bless me. And Isaac, his father, said, said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Ye and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, It is not he rightly named Jacob, for he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now 
he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of, from heaven above. And by the sword thou shalt live, and thou shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break ye yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand, and will I slay my brother Jacob? And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, proposing to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fury turn away, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. And I will send and fetch thee from thence. When I should deprive also you both in one day. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of life because of the daughter of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughter of Heth, such as these, which are of the daughters of the land, what shall, what good shall my life do me? So I don't, I don't know about you, Stuart, but I have three points. And first off, we, I, I didn't switch it over to ESV. I realized, I realized as soon as we started reading, I had forgot to switch it to ESV, so we were actually reading reading King James. Yeah, yeah. I apologize, Shay. I didn't realize that we were we were peer pressuring you to read the King James version. I had forgot to switch it over to ESV before I handed it to him, so I do apologize, Shay. That was better. That was yeah. Yeah, even New King James is better. I usually read. But, but when you read it internally, it makes like oh, you yeah. can get that. But reading it out loud is like almost and a different reading ball game. <laughs> well, what, you missed all the names, man. Oh my goodness, the names! Good grief! Oh, yeah, no, we, we uh, went through like a whole oh, three oh, podcasts where it was basically the, nothing the but names. Oh yeah. So one thing I, I have to go back to something I think we've said at least on two of these podcasts, man, the blessings. Yes, like, the blessings. No, we don't have people blessing people today in the same manner. It's like it's 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 poetic. That's just a simple way to put that. But another another thing that I, I did think about in, in listening to that is again, you know, we see you know we see the sending away to another land similar to where, you know, when Abraham and Lot split and divided and went to different lands. You kind of see that obviously under a, under a different circumstance here, but you are, you know, essentially again, foreigners in another land. Right. Yes, indeed. So, wow. Esau doesn't get much of a blessing, does he? No. And, and the point is made, you know, just like the, the promise from God earlier, you know, that, uh, you know, he was going to, to serve the younger. Yep. You know, because he, he, he specifically says, you know, you will, you'll serve your brother. Yes, indeed. Now, the only thing, maybe you've got a better idea or a better way of putting it or better thoughts on the subject, but at the very end of the blessing, you've got, and it shall come to pass, in my version anyway, uh, reading well, from the Duck one. Commander Faith and Family Bible. New yeah, King James version. New King James here, so I, we can all be on the same page. New King James. 
<laughs> what convenient timing. That's right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so at the very end here, um, in New King James anyway, it says, And it shall come to pass, when you become restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. And that's that says a lot of things right there. And I'm not exactly sure how to put that into different words, how to put that into context. Um, and... Yeah, I'm not sure what to do with that one. What do you think? I mean, I, I don't really. What I gather from that is, at some point, there's going to be there's going to be a, a separation there from, you know, I guess the the amount of servitude is what I'm what I'm right. getting. And the thing that I'm wondering is, is that a a generational thing, or is that a you specifically Esau will break his yoke? Uh, you know, Jacob's yoke from your neck. Um, is that like, you know, down the road? Well, I would you'll say, come to I would peace say or something? directly to him because he does say you shall and, and not, you know, you know, your, your descendants will. Right. You know, because um, like in, in, if you go back to, you know, Genesis, the, you know, where you have the fruit, it's the woman. He always, he uses an unspecific term as whereas here, it's very you shall. You shall, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And again, you know, you, you have this, uh, this is kind of the leftover of the blessings. Like, it, it was probably very ad-libbed. Like, oh, what do I say now? Oops, all of it's gone. What? Uh, quick, think, think, think. Well, that's the thing that I really wonder about this as far as ad-lib go or whatever, you know. Um, these blessings seem to me to be straight from God, honestly. And, and we we would because say you know, they all, here. you know through providence these are these are things that are straight from God. But even though it is from God, it was probably put very on the spot because if you go back to the you know the the very patriarchal way, you know the father gives, and that's what you see through. And I know it's not a you know it's not the thing anymore, but throughout the, all of the Old Testament, you see that. And the in, in that system, you know, you give you give the firstborn you know, the blessing, and he is, again, instructed to bless the others. So it, yeah. it falls down from there. Yeah. And so now that we have a situation where you have the the older brother has now been, you know, robbed of, of the birthright of that blessing, you know, the, the second son wouldn't have got a blessing because it would have been included in the blessing to the eldest. So in this, you're having to backtrack, and I, I think it was probably on – you know, on Isaac's part, it was very, well, what do I have left to, to bless him with? Right. He wasn't planning on a blessing for another child. Whereas, you know, today, you know, you're left with a will, and each each person, you know, theoretically, obviously gets something if the family is, is close. If it's in the will. Um, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. But, again, I, I do agree with you. I mean, I think this is straight from God, but it is. It's straight from God, but Isaac didn't plan on that being straight from God, if that makes sense. Right, right. But, you know, you've got the very end here. It shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. And I'm just wondering, is that like just something that happens, you know? Is that kind of a common thing? Or is that God telling Isaac to, to tell him, you know, what will come in the future? And, and it also could be tied into, I mean, he had to know they weren't going to be happy with each other at this moment. Yeah. So maybe maybe that is symbolizing that one day y'all will have peace. I don't know. Maybe. You know, y'all won't be intertwined. What do you think, Shay? Do you have any? Not really. Not really. He said, I read King James Version. And you're now asking me to answer questions. Yeah, he's, he's over here rolling his eyes at me like, uh-huh. Nope. Not nope, doing it. Nope. I've done my part. <laughs> and you have indeed. Thank you, Shay. Hard part of it all. Yeah. This is the hardest part. It, it is much easier than still reading the names. Because I think I was still reading the names in King James and then... Halfway through that, I was like, all right, we're to. switching. Yeah, trying to. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to put that. We we butchered most of them, I think. I remember reading uh, 
at church at Wednesday night youth and just reading the Old Testament, all those old names, like all those names in the Old Testament. And it's just like, you're just coming up with ways of saying it. Yeah. You didn't normally say it. You're just coming up with ways to say it. It sounded good. <laughs> Any Anything that you say is the right pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there, I'm just going to, I'm going to look real quick, uh, Stuart, because obviously I have the, I'm using the Blue Letter Bible app, which I do recommend to anybody because yes, it, it has uh, an ultimate amount of different, uh, you know, dictionaries, cross-references, etc. Yeah. that you can kind of uh, peel from and see if there's anything that maybe other people have have thought about. We really do need to... We need to have a little bit more foresight and go look at what Calvin or Luther or Spurgeon yeah, or somebody has to say I definitely about. agree. That's what I'm actually looking at right now. I'm looking at uh, at a commentary from Matthew Henry at the no, very moment. Matthew Henry has good commentaries. And see if he can bring light to anything that think, we have here. I think Matthew Henry has probably... He says the most about the most verses about the most chapters of the Bible. You've got other commentators or uh, theologians um, that do the same thing, but not quite to the extent that Matthew Henry does. And he goes very in depth. And that's what I'm kind of looking at now to see if there's anything specifically that he yeah. is drawing from this. Now, Matthew Henry, he is what people call a commentator. He'll, you know, it's, you know, Matthew Henry's commentaries, right? Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't, does he draw out quite as much as Luther and um, Spurgeon and uh, um, John Calvin have done? Well, I, he has quite a bit. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this and now after looking at it, it's going to be almost impossible for me to look at it in a couple minutes here and, and see what, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, pages and pages on 27 to 33 oh lord wow mm. you know, so he, he's drawing he's drawing it out pretty pretty significantly yeah yeah which it's it's amazing how much you can expand on the word of god because even just commenting on something you can draw out exactly what happens you can figure out you know the timeline and everything that's going on in there and you can still miss the actual meaning of you know, the scripture, um, and, you know, that's why, uh, you know, you've got big wordy theologians that, you know, logically go through the Bible and actually draw understanding from everything. And so there's kind of a difference between a commentary and a, you know, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean? They do. So from what I'm gathering, I'll have to dig into it further, but what I'm gathering from that is at some point there will be a pardon for, you know, he, Matthew Henry is saying, you know, that there will be a pardon for um, Esau only getting what is referred to as a common blessing. Mm -hmm. that, will, that will then separate him from his brother. So that's... Uh, that's what I'm seeing here in this commentary. Huh. Okay. Okay. So that, that may that may very well be what he's you know that last line and you will you know break his yoke from your neck you know there'll yeah. there will be a, a pardon for that. So I guess is that kind of a regular thing back then you know the whole patriarchal family thing you give a blessing and a. Uh, uh, birthright. Yeah, it's called the birthright. It's called the birthright blessing, right. which is you know the the oldest the eldest uh, uh, son would get the blessing, and included in that blessing would be you know birthright. Your, your your family will serve you. You know, it's passing on the it's passing on that that leadership essentially. Right. Right. It's like the mafia passing on the <laughs> yeah yeah like the mafia. That's it. Uh, you're now the new Dom. Right, 
but what I think is interesting John is, Esau. you know, Isaac doesn't just go, oh, my bad, that was Jacob. He can't just be like, oh, do over. Sorry, I was talking to the wrong son. I mean, it's like, it's set in stone. I've blessed Jacob accidentally, and it's set in stone. I'm sorry. That I can't no, take that no, blessing yeah, away. It's there's no, no yeah. I mean, I, even though it was just, you know, on the surface, you know, it's just words that have actions that back it up later. But uh, Isaac is like, yeah, I, I said it, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it now. I mean, it's, I mean, fairly set in stone. You're right. You're right. And what's interesting on top of that, Shay, is it's not even, you know, because Isaac didn't give the blessing. I mean, he gave the blessing um, to Jacob, obviously, but his intention was giving it to Esau. He gave the blessing to who he thought was Esau, you know, and so even even though it's still, like you said, cut, cut, um, wow. Set in right, stone. that doesn't even confuse it more because I mean, that that's being on a almost on a technicality. Even the fact right. that you were, I mean, honestly, consciously, he was giving it to Esau, but because it was Jacob that he was really saying it to, that that blessing was given to Jacob. And I mean, against against all other, I mean, it's like set in stone into the game. You know, there's no right, no right. And that's what Matthew Henry refers to what uh, Esau ended up getting as a common blessing. And he puts in there that that's a blessing that you would give, you know, a servant or another member of the household as they departed from the house. Right. Not something you would give to the birthright. Yeah. You know, it was it was something kind of like we we've seen, you know, other what, what I would call minor blessings from people in Genesis up till now. You know, just, uh, you know, be healthy, go up on your way. May you live well, not, right. you know, may evil not darken the doors of your house, you know, yeah, <laughs> nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. like that. I mean, also birthright-wise, another instance is obviously the prodigal son that he claimed his birthright, and that's the same, you know, all the riches he was given and whatnot, it was, it's the same, same concept of being the oldest son that he, uh, was able to obtain his birthright, basically. That's another instance. Of yeah, let me take my birthright and go. Right. I mean, it's just another close instance to study as far as birthright. Now, that's an interesting question because I never, I never had the impression that the prodigal son was the eldest. I always well, thought he was just, you know, at a I certain age. Well, at a certain I, age, he'd be owed a certain, you know, you know, part of portion of land you know what was his you may be right i've always thought he was the oldest and you may be right on because the other son expects a blessing and that also may be uh something that changes over time as far as even today it's changed where there's practically no birthright maybe by that time in the bible there was a split yeah birthright's not a thing anymore right and maybe by then it was everybody gets a portion of the of the birth i mean more like a will nowadays and maybe that's the way it is because it's you know it talks like the second son expects a birthright as well and maybe that's where things started to change along and you get more people who are interested more in the law than the way things have been through tradition because i mean that's what you're relying on with the birthright you know uh, blessing is it's purely tradition based right It, it would be like you know dad bringing me in and I'm blessing you. And then, you know, it would be my job in turn to bless, you know, the, the other people of the house as well with what I've been given, you know, instead of just like taking it all and running with the money kind of thing, it would be, you know, just me dividing it the way it should be divided, but it's handing the, the way I've always looked at the birthright is it's handing down the leadership of the household. Yeah. I think I think I think you've got that. I think that's about what because you know I, I, Isaac knows he doesn't have much time left, and that that actually goes along with the yoke. The yoke is and there's normally one oxen that is more controlling over. Oh, that's good. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. And huh. breaking the yoke and splitting off, meaning oh. you're taking breaking that off and changing the birthright. Huh. Maybe I had that's not when it thought came. about that. That's that's actually really good. Wow, I I didn't even think of that. Yeah, wow. That is, uh, I mean, anytime you have a team of horses or 
you know, or oxen, as you say, there is always going to be one who's more superior, you know, more, more authoritative. And you don't put that one in the very back of the team. No, and and it's it, you'll become restless, meaning you won't have a physical, emotional rest, and you'll break that uh, yoke on your neck, meaning you'll get tired of the control that the other has over you. So you're breaking that. You're going against what the normal, the normal birthright. As changing, and I don't know, I don't know if it's changed after that, that the birthright has changed, and that's where the particle sun that... Uh, maybe it was went, different by that point. But it changes after that point, that that's where it starts. Well, hey, y'all, uh, hold that thought. We've got to take a break right now. All right. Adios. We'll be back in a bit. And we're back. All right. Yes, indeed. So, birthright, yokes, oh, blessings. Wow, that was a uh, that's a dense, dense chapter. How long have we spent on this chapter, Brig? Uh, I think this will be well. Now we we now finished it, but I think this will be the third podcast on this chapter. Three podcasts on one chapter. That's impressive. And y'all, there and is. I think we will probably need to to backtrack because I think you probably. and I need to do maybe a little more commentary reading, and I want to I want to maybe hit that chapter again uh, with maybe a, some more insight, especially on those last eight verses. Right. I think there's a lot of meat there that we just don't have the understanding for, and probably need to research it a little bit and maybe look at it from a couple different angles, like you were saying, Calvin Martin. Uh, pull up some more Matthew Henry and, and kind of throw some of that stuff out there. Yeah. Or we could just stop talking and let Shay talk because he was doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was actually Tristan. Oh, it's Tristan. I'm sorry, Tristan. That I'm giving Tristan. I'm sorry. I already gave credit to Shay, Tristan. You don't get any. <laughs> it's kind of the uh, the blessing thing here. Out of the blue and you still thought it was Shay. <laughs> the older brother wins this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally got the blessing, Tristan. That's right. You stole the blessing and the uh, whatever right you want to call it from um, uh, from bragging Tristan. Rights. Bragging, bragging rights. From Tristan. Bragging rights. Yeah. You stole the bragging rights from Tristan. <laughs> you sly dog, you. So yeah, so um, I uh, uh, for all of those listeners out there, uh, tell me. Tell me if you knew which lens I was talking to, because good <laughs> grief, you three really do sound a lot alike. Brig, your voice is just a little bit deeper, um, but you still sound just the same as your other two brothers, and Shay and Tristan are so hard to tell apart. Well, you, you know, I think we were talking about this uh, on the podcast with Mr. Long, where uh, oh, yeah. you know, when we were when we were all three singing at, uh, at Shay's wedding in the in the hotel room, I, I, I was having like this really hard time picking out my, myself and dad's voice. Yeah. And it was making it really hard to sing. Cause I was going, am I hearing myself or am I hearing him? Am I off key or am he? Myself differently. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, um, uh, Brig, Shay, Tristan, do y'all have any more thoughts on 27? I mean, like, you know, that we can. Not, not that, I mean, not that just jumps off the page at yeah. me. And Shay and Tristan, feel free, jump in anywhere. Um, and what Brig and I have been doing is even while reading, if you know, you know, try not to cut off the train of thought, but if there's something that comes to you, you just have to say it, do it. Um, otherwise, we'll get too far and. Uh, have to backtrack too far and we'll forget stuff but um yeah wow okay well um i guess if that's the case then i'll go ahead and start 28 y'all down we are i i will say one thing before you move on go i think and it. obviously it's gonna it's gonna come to light in 28 anyway but yeah. you know the if you look at verse uh verse 43 through 46 where it says now therefore my son obey my voice arise free 
flee to my brother in Lebanon in Haran and stay with him for a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we see that in 28 a little bit more. Yes. But yes. That, that's important right there. You know, he's, and, and I, I've heard this in different um, capacities, as we'd say, for uh, different sermons and stuff where, you know, you kind of have to leave the situation until everything, everybody cools down. Because in, even in situations, obviously, this is a whole lot greater than your common conflict. But everybody is away. I know I get really hot-headed in arguments and, and stuff like that. You just have to walk away, come back when you're thinking clearly. And I think that's that's a lot of what you know is being said right there. But I'll let you go ahead and start 28. Yeah. Oh, I was actually <laughs> going to make another comment, too. In 46, Rebecca is, you know... Uh, lamenting a little bit a little bit and she says to isaac you know i am weary of my life because of the daughters of heth if jacob takes a wife of the daughters of heth like these who are the daughters of the land what good will my life be to me you know and i can just see you know isaac over there sipping his coffee or drinking his insure or whatever saying it's your fault (laughs) and what were you gonna say tristan i know you i was gonna say back here backtracking a little bit in 42 it she's saying surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you as in he's been planning this he's like he's going to be happy that you're going to be gone that he's going to be able to take his blessings back break by like breaking it after breaking that yoke he's Kind of being a little vengeful. He's being, yeah, yeah, being vengeful. He's, uh, and, and I think that's part of the reason. in his mind, like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is going to be comforting, more like this is going to bring me joy. Well, that's, and that's what I was saying, like the rage in the moment. You know, you're, you're mad in the moment, but once everything calms down, a lot of times people tend to be thinking a little bit more clearly. Right. In Esau's case, heh, I didn't even want a birth, I didn't even want the birthright. <laughs> but also after uh, it's saying that just the fact that may cool off, but also in the blessing, Isaac says that you will live by the sword. Yeah. Which that's a good point. I was actually, and he's already a hunter. Yeah. You know. In my mind, I was taking that as a guard or a, a defender of his brother because I, and that, that's how I was just taking the younger older kind of you thing. The, right. the, 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 the yeah, the older the By guarding him, protecting him, by being controlled by the younger. Right. Not yeah, yeah. You'll live by the sword by taking your brother's life or getting revenge for him right. taking your blessing. No, I think you're definitely right. And, um, you know, you hear about knights or. I guess uh, a samurai or uh, whatever soldiers, and you know the line that's always said is that they live by the sword. You know they they take up arms. Their job is to fight. You know um, to defend something. You know, uh, and in this case, by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. And so he's basically saying. You're kind of a, a soldier now, um, and it's your job to defend Jacob, which, you know, Esau is kind of upset, and he wants to go kill Jacob. That would make him feel pretty good right now. And so he, uh, I don't know if you can break a blessing, but that would kind of break his blessing if he went and killed uh, Jacob because he has just been blessed, quote-unquote, by taking up the sword and protecting him. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good question there. And, I mean, you, you're right with uh, everything, you know, about the samurai and you'd say the, the old the old knights and stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be, you know, you're, you're right. They, they did live by the sword, so that is definitely one. But I guess you could say that goes back to the Bible. You know, they, they used that terminology then. Yeah. But even a knight, as a knight, they would 
live by the sword and protect and serve their king. Right. But if the king was to be traitorous, they would still be the ones to take out their king. Right, take take arms, yeah. Protecting more of the kingdom, not the king himself. The sword was more protecting of the kingdom right. and the people of the kingdom, not just the king. And yeah, was, I, I, I and, think and you're right. So that could be either way, taking Shay's way and my way, where living by the sword means fighting the traitor or the uh, king or living by the sword by guarding the king. So it can be taken either way. Or or both ways simultaneously because, I mean, if you're a knight, you're already going to be going into battle versus you're going to be, you're going to be fighting someone and defending someone at the same time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's go ahead and start uh Genesis L twenty eight. L O twenty eight in our broken Spanglish. Yeah, that's that's not twenty eight. Law twenty eight. Law twenty eight. That's better broken Spanglish. <laughs> yes. Alright, well um I guess I'll go ahead and read and uh jump in if you see anything worth stopping for, or I'll stop too if I see anything and uh I'll move on from here. So 28. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you. And make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples, and give you the blessing of Abraham, to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padamaram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padamaram to take himself a wife from there, and that, as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padamaram. Also, Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael, took Mahalathoth, did I get that right? Mahalath, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael. I I was tempted to say Ithmael, but I didn't. Of Ishmael, (laughs) Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajath, to be his wife in addition to the wives he had. Wow, okay. So he's going over and uh, getting Ishmael's Daughters, is that right? That's that's what it looks like to me. Daughter of Ishmael, yeah. Huh, okay. I don't know if you'd call that going to the dark side or not. Yeah, for real. Kind of like, wow, wow, wow. You're going to get one of mom's daughters, so... I mean, one of uh, mom's brother's daughters, so I'm going to get one of dad's brother's daughters. Yeah, kind of. Kind of? I don't know. I'm not sure what the logic was there. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, uh, like I've said, you know, numerous times uh, going through this, I don't know that I've ever actually uh, read that and took that away from it. Oh, 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 okay. So Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan, of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. Now... Ishmael, is he with the daughters? Is he in the land of Canaan? Yeah, I believe so, because that would be the, that's that's the land of, uh... Yeah, the land of not the promise. Right, that was, that was Lot's, Lot's dominion. Yeah, so Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his dad, paraphrasing. So Esau went to Ishmael and took, uh, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, so... It looks like he did that in spite of Abraham. Kind of like, you done blessed the wrong son, so 
Yeah, you know, I'm now, doing this. It kind of does look like that, actually. Yeah, kind of. Which you know, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Isaac's fault. He's old. He's essentially blind, and you know, uh, he had the wool literally pulled over his eyes, or I guess the goat fur. Um, <laughs> and so it's not like it was Isaac's fault, but. You know, he didn't, he already gave his blessing and he didn't take it back. And uh, I guess Esau held that against him. Yeah, I mean, it, it does definitely look like it was something done out of spite instead of, uh, you know, he, he purpose. It looks very purposeful. Yeah, like, yeah. Huh. So now Jacob, here's verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba. And went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night, because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of the pal of the place and put it at his head, and he laid laid down in that place to sleep. Ouch. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah. reminds me. I, I'm 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 going total childhood. Uh, Disney type thing here, but that, that reminds me of that scene with Sid and Ice Age. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And it's trying to find that that nice spot on the rock. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Like yep. I'm just gonna sit over here, fine, you know. And he's like rolling around the rock trying to find a. Yeah, it had to be the similar thing. Like ah, this is not comfortable. Let me move over here. Ah, well, you know, I, I've got to be better. I've got to sleep on this rock somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I'm going to come out with the ESV Bible, the expanded Stuart version, <laughs> and I'm going to add I'm going to add sound effects, you know, uh, and puns, yeah, and puns, uh, and insert little commentaries. I know that that's uh, I'll be I'll have to insert the commentaries down at the bottom because you're not supposed to add to God's word, and I'm pretty sure that in the ancient Hebrew, it doesn't say. And he uh, laid down on a rock to sleep. Ouch. But um, <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind. Uh, where did I leave off? Oh, yes, the place to sleep. Twelve. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. As the Jacob's ladder. Yeah. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Wow. That's, that's you know, a blessing from God via dream right there. I know. Wow, this guy is getting a lot of blessings going on here. Not like it wasn't foretold, you know, from, right. from uh, you know, the time he was in the womb. Well, I mean, hearkening back. To right. when Jacob and Esau were still little, you know, uh, preborn babies in the womb, uh, struggling and pushing and biting or whatever. And Rebecca was like, Dear God, what is this going on? And God was like, Aha, uh -huh. funny you mentioned that. Uh, and two nations inside of you. That's two nations inside of you. And the younger, the older, shall serve the younger. And so, all the way back there, God already knew that Jacob was going to be doing all this. And that he was the one who would ultimately be getting the blessing and the birthright. And so it's to him that God comes to in a, in a dream. And blesses him again. So God, you know... It's not like, 
it's not like he's just getting a bunch of blessings for the heck of it. God knew before he was born that he was going to come down here and enter his dreams and, I guess, bless him further. Right. So. Oh, there's so much more that can be said on that, but I just. I am. I am not John Calvin. Or Matthew Henry. Anyway, 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, as I turn the page, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of the place Beth Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Oh, Bethel is so much prettier than Luz. <laughs> I think that name needed to be changed regardless. Um, let's see. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Wow, the first tithe. Yeah, that's that's where you. This is uh, the first time you see the the tenth coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, we did see a similar a similar thing to that in Abraham's time uh, when we had Josiah on, and I can't remember how that was brought up entirely. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But I remember I remember us talking about uh, that was forthcoming possibly to the first tithe. Right. Yeah, just for I wish I knew exactly what verse we were discussing at the time, but I don't. Something before twenty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so wow. So God's first, the first house, house of God, was a rock, which is interesting, very interesting, because. Flip the pages, flip a couple hundred pages, flip a couple dozen, um, um, I guess, books of the Bible. And who comes along but Peter, whose name means rock. And what does Jesus say? Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. <laughs> So it's interesting that it begins yeah, <laughs> begins with the rock. God's first house of God is just a rock. And then later on, you have Peter and God continuing to call, you know, his church a rock. And Peter, whose name means rock, on this kind of going from the physical to the to the um um what do you call it? Metaphorical? Is that the right word? I don't know if that's the right word or not. Uh, spiritual. That's what I'm thinking. Ah. But uh, going from a rock to a man and that man symbolizing, well, not even necessarily symbolizing, but starting God's physical church, um, as we call it now. That's interesting. I don't know that I've uh, thought of any of that until this moment. Uh, I hadn't either. That was kind of the spur of the moment. I'm patting myself on the back just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, wow. That's interesting. And this stone, I mean, it's kind of the first church. It's God's house, right? It's God's church. And what do you do at church? You give, you tithe. Um, and give towards the the furtherance of God's church, and you know the uh, the paying of the, the the pastor. There's a lot more in there, obviously, but 
those are the the couple of things that stick out to me. So um, just interesting, looking at my uh, my footnotes here for uh, verse uh, seventeen, verse nineteen, uh, the verses, and he called the name of the place Bethel, uh-huh. but the name of the city had been Lux or loved previously uh in my footnotes it says that the word bethel literally means house of god literally so, means house of god yeah so the stone a rock blessed and then Peter being meaning rock and building the house of god yeah that is uh that's actually literally the only uh, the only footnote i have here for uh for Genesis 28, and it's, uh, it's the 19, it just says that uh, Bethel literally means house of mine God. Mine says the same thing. Is, it literally says, literally, house of God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So there you go. The only thing that it doesn't mention here is wine for the communion. It does mention bread, but that's just as far as I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll get there. Oh, yeah, it'll get there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so anyway on that thought y'all uh we um need to go ahead and end this podcast for today and so uh those in texas say adios and i'll say adios from over here and i guess we'll be we'll be back uh thursday that's right we'll be back thursday wait yeah thursday it's tomorrow isn't it no, Friday. I guess we were doing it on Friday this week, so it'll be Friday, yeah. Well, Thursday would be good, too. We can, we can do it tomorrow. I'm, I'm down to do it tomorrow. I think tomorrow would work better for me. But anyway, okay. all that to say, adios, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Adios. Thank y'all for listening to Texans Take. You can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and more.